0: Hi everyone, welcome to Being Patient Brain Talks. I'm Deborah Kahn, founder of Being Patient. Well, we're gonna talk about a topic that is obviously uh, in the news, um, the topic of conversation for a lot of people and that is the coronavirus. Um, We thought today we would do a segment specifically dedicated to corona and people who have dementia. Why are they at higher risk? And what are some, what's some sound advice um, for prevention? Well, joining me now is uh, Dr. James Ellison. He's a memory care and geriatrics expert with Christiana uh, Care. Thanks so much, Dr. Ellison, for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me. This is an important topic.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I have to say, you know, it's a topic wherever you go, um, that's uh, a conversation um, that is really consuming people. Um, I wanna just start first and foremost with what we saw in Washington State. Um, There was, uh, they believe now that the outbreak uh, for corona occurred um, at a senior care center up there. Now. Talk to us first about why people with dementia are more at risk for corona.
1: So um, the Kirkland Life Center, the nursing home in Seattle is now thought to be the uh, epicenter um, of the infection there in Washington state. And five deaths have been linked to coronavirus there. Um, it's, It's important to think about the particular population of people with dementia something like 5% of older adults live in long-term care facilities. And as many as two thirds of people in nursing homes uh, suffer from dementia. It's very, very common. I think that people with dementia have three important points that relate to this topic. The first is they're more likely to catch this disease. The reason that I think they're more likely to um, catch it if they are exposed is because older adults who have dementia may be less able to take the common sense and reasonable um, steps that are necessary for protecting themselves. They may not remember to wash their hands. Uh, they probably won't remember to cover their coughs. Um, they may not have the same judgment in um, keeping a distant distance from people who are infected. So as a result, they're going to be exposed uh, more to the risk of catching the disease. And similarly, those same reasons are going to um, lead them to be more likely to spread the disease as well. They may not have the judgment to keep their distance. And you know, people with uh, dementia may have recognition and awareness of symptoms. So although they might have a headache or a low-grade fever or be coughing it's possible that they won't be as aware of it or uh, as able to report that to their caregivers and help them to understand that something's going wrong and that they need medical attention. And if they don't come to attention, um, they'll be exposing others to the virus during a period of time when they're highly contagious. The third point that I think is important to think about is that they're more vulnerable to be the kinds of people who will die as a result of this infection. That's because, you know, in China, um, the average age of people who died with this disease was 75. And that's significantly higher than the average age of people who were infected. So there's a predilection for this disease to be uh, more severe amongst uh, older people. And there are reasons for that. The immune system is more compromised in older people it doesn't fight infection as well. It doesn't recognize infection as well. And inflammation may occur earlier. And there was one study that I read that looked at older mice that were infected with the coronavirus and inflammation developed in their lungs more than younger mice. If this is true of mm-hmm. older adults, too, it looks like you want to say something.
0: No, I was uh, just wanted to say so. the, the inflammation piece is interesting um, in that... Um, The you know we know uh, do we think that's related to the neurodegeneration or is it just a factor that when you're older your immune system is is compromised?
1: When you're older, your immune system is a little bit less um, picky about what it reacts to. It doesn't recognize some infections that it should as as easily, and it can uh, falsely recognize some things that it shouldn't and attack the body itself in autoimmune diseases. And speaking of diseases, older adults do tend to have these comorbid diseases that were linked with greater likelihood of death with coronavirus infection. So diabetes uh, affects a larger number of older adults, cardiovascular disease and vascular compromise, and then um, uh, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Uh, which is certainly a risk factor for a more lethal case. The complications that kill people in coronavirus infection are impaired gas exchange in the lungs from the inflammation in the alveoli and resulting superinfections, pneumonia that develops, and um, respiratory distress syndrome. So this is why some of the people with the severe disease have had to be put on ventilators or have extracorporeal oxygenation
0: yeah and we know that older people are more susceptible to influenza. Uh, sorry to pneumonia anyway
1: that's right um so it's a risk factor
0: so what is your suggestion? I mean you know you could see why a nursing care home would just be a breeding ground for so many reasons um that you mentioned i mean you know is it is is it you're kind of faced with the problem of when people forget, um, when when memory is a factor in the neurodegeneration, then, you know, how are they supposed to remember? You have to wash your hands and, you know, I, I guess that's, that, that's the responsibility really of the caregiver.
1: It's really going to place an extra burden on the staff to be attentive to who's coughing, who has a fever, perhaps uh, vital signs should be checked more frequently Um, uh, and the staff will have to be particularly aware and take responsibility for helping people wash their hands more. One of the interesting things about coronavirus is that it has a long survival time on surfaces. So on a uh, plastic or metal surface, it can actually remain viable for days. And so that means also in these crowded settings, you know, relatively crowded settings, surfaces will have to be disinfected appropriately. um, And that'll be another area where staff will have to play a role. But I think about a nursing home or long-term care facility like another um, site in which we've seen rapid spread, which is a cruise ship. Here we have people who are precious and vulnerable cargo grouped together, um, you know, as kind of passengers in this facility and having a lot to do with each other, a lot of exposure to each other. So one of the things that'll be important is restricting unnecessary visits and unnecessary exposure to people from the outside, you know, isolating anybody who's symptomatic and making sure that appropriate isolation precautions are taken by the staff, cleaning surfaces, and being very attentive to symptoms.
0: Yeah, I was actually really surprised when I read an article um, quoting the WHO as saying that uh, avoid paper money when possible, uh, use electronic means for payment. Um, obviously because the virus lives on surfaces and money is exchanged in a lot of people's hands. So they view it as a risk factor. Um, the, the contagiousness of this disease seems to be unprecedented. Um, unlike, you know, other viruses that we've seen, um, where there's been alarm, like, uh, um, I mean, how would you compare this to the common flu in terms of contagion?
1: Well, I've read that it's more infectious and I've read that it's less infectious. I'm not sure uh, exactly where the final decision is going to be, but it's certainly very infectious and it can be spread um, during the asymptomatic incubation period, which is a relatively long incubation period of two days to two weeks. So a person can be completely asymptomatic and yet be spreading. Uh, the disease, like um, that's, uh, I believe, what happened in South Korea, where there are many cases. Um, then uh, another important factor is that bodily fluids contain the virus, not just uh, droplets from the mouth and aerosolized uh, virus particles, but also, for example, if somebody in the nursing home has incontinence, which is not unusual among demented patients, that can be a complication of dementia, um, dealing with the um, uh, excretions are going to be an issue too, because they can contain viable virus particles.
0: So um, what is your recommendation aside from obviously washing our hands all the time? Um, how how should a person, um, you, know, you know, isolation you talked about if someone's feeling unwell, um, what about just communicating this, the, the, um, uh, the contagiousness of this virus to people with dementia, um, would you say, you know, send out the warning signals or really like we said before, is it just really up to the caregiver to manage the care and make sure all precautions are taken?
1: Well, there are various kinds of dementia and various stages of dementia. So there certainly are many people with what we would call dementia who would be able to understand that there's a risky infection and that they need to wash their hands and limit their exposure to other people. But once dementia progresses to the point where a person has significant short-term memory problems or significant uh, trouble understanding, reasoning, and thinking about proper behavior, at that point, it really does fall on the staff. So it may be that the staff will, will be encouraging uh, residents of facilities to wash their hands much more frequently. You know, uh, after going to the bathroom, uh, uh, when they're having contact with other people, um, and, uh, at other times throughout the day. And then also being very careful about, uh, bodily secretions. And if anybody has symptoms, uh, being careful to isolate them and, and use appropriate, uh, personal protective equipment to, to protect them the care of the caregiving staff is going to be really important because one infected staff member who's asymptomatic but spreading the disease uh, could create uh, havoc in a a long-term care facility.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, you talked about how the virus tends to live on surfaces for an extended period of time. I also read that um, scientists believe that you can contract this more than one time. It's a virus that possibly, what do we know about coronaviruses? Is it it possible to be infected more than once?
1: This is what I've read as well. Uh, And there are multiple routes through which this can enter your system because the virus can be absorbed through mucous membranes. Uh, I read an interesting study in which um, a group of medical students attending a lecture were filmed uh, and uh, video recorded and uh, they touch their faces their eyes and their nose and mouths an average of 23 times in an hour so with all of us touching our faces as much as we do there's an opportunity for our infected hands to pass the virus in through mucous membranes and i've seen uh, in gatherings where i've been at recently people are starting to pay attention to the potential danger of physical contact. For example, um, bumping elbows rather than shaking hands, uh, uh, using a um, uh, piece of uh, paper towel to open the door to the bathroom uh, after you wash your hands when you're exiting um, and and so on. There are a number of little steps that you can take to reduce, protect uh, and protect yourself to reduce the risk.
0: We ha- we have um, a viewer asking a questions. Um, asking- <laughs> Try to communicate the danger to a person with dementia. I mean, you know, should we? Should should the caregiver really even enter that conversation? I know, certainly, with my my own mom, she gets very paranoid now about germs and um, you know getting the flu um, so much that she actually won't go outside. Um, So, you know, is it is it worth it to really have a discussion?
1: Well, it's a great question. And again, not all dementias are alike, and not all people with dementia are at the same stage. So there certainly are people who are mildly impaired, uh, perhaps impaired enough that they have chosen to live in a long-term care facility, and yet able to understand risk and self-protection. On the other hand, like your mother, there are people who would be frightened and aggravated and worried and scared and maybe even become delusional uh, if they were told something about uh potentially lethal disease it could only serve to um, upset them and so i think the judgment of the caregiver and family is going to be to judge how will this information impact the person's behavior if the person's capable of absorbing it in a way that will help them to protect themselves and not be upset then, of course, a conversation about it is very reasonable. We don't want to take away whatever level of autonomy a person can have. On the other hand, if it's only going to serve to upset, aggravate, and frighten a person, let's spare them that conversation, just the same way that we might spare them news of the uh, uh, primary elections or uh, the stock market or other things that might upset them without being of any great value.
0: Okay, so to sum it up, okay. Dr. Elson. tell us like, how worried are you about the coronavirus in respect to, to dementia? I mean, we've seen, obviously, we've seen what happened in, in Washington state, but with your experience um, in geriatrics, um, is this one a big concern for you?
1: It is a concern because as I say, you know, some 5% of uh, our elders uh, reside in long-term care facilities. And they're a vulnerable population, both vulnerable to catch it and spread it, and then also vulnerable to have complications and deaths. Um, so like a cruise ship, it's an isolated population and maybe less likely to bring in the virus from outside. But once it's in there, uh, it's, a, it's a great danger. And so I would hope that uh, facilities are going to be extremely careful about um, bringing the virus in And that'll involve um, hygiene among the workers and and caregivers and visitors.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you You know, know, they canceled school uh, around in many countries now. um, You know, maybe it's time um, to visit really not having any visitors in care homes um, to really protect the community. So you make really good points.
1: Yeah, that would be a reasonable precaution to take if there were... uh, any reasons for concern, um, which, which there probably are. And, uh, uh, there are alternative ways to be in touch. Now, thank goodness we have things like FaceTime or Skype or other ways like, uh, that we can be in touch with each other without being in the same room as you and I are doing.
0: Absolutely, it's the beauty of video today. Um, We have another question um, from a viewer saying that he's concerned about a family member living in a memory care center, but equally concerned about the possibility of spreading a disease through the facility. What should he do?
1: He's concerned about his spreading the disease through the facility by visiting a family member
0: living in a memory care center, but also concerned about the possibility of spreading um, a disease through the facility.
1: Yes. Well, um, uh, as I said, I think that uh, people who are living in close quarters and who are not as capable of uh, engaging in protective behaviors uh, are going to sustain that risk. So. Prevention is going to be the most important uh, phase of uh, um, uh, intervention here. Uh, If once the virus gets into a facility, the risk of it spreading, I think, is substantial.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you so much, Dr. Allison, for your expertise and your knowledge on this issue. It certainly is um, a topic of concern for every, everybody out there, um, who, whether you're impacted or not impacted um, by dementia. But obviously, the population out there impacted by dementia is um, especially at risk. So we appreciate your advice. Um, Hopefully, um, you know, we this will translate into better practice um, in keeping that population of people safe. So thank you very much for your time and your expertise.
1: Thank you. I appreciate your raising public awareness about this.
0: So for more on these interviews, you can always go to uh, beingpatient.com. We upload these interviews. We have a special article out. Um, today by one of our reporters, Phil Guttis, on um, dementia and uh, the coronavirus. So for more interviews, please visit our website at beingpatient.com. Thanks very much for watching.